This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. devil are you all welcome along thank you very much for joining us for well i think it's about the second or third in this new series of debate shows whatever it is there's another one coming up a bit like a bit like buses you get one and then another one comes along straight after tomorrow night nine o'clock and there'll be one of our guests this evening that'll be very interested in this because it's is it the end of the big six I mean, yeah, the arguments are that Tottenham and Arsenal probably shouldn't still be in it anyway. But, of course, Newcastle are coming along. A bit of money. West Ham have been up there a few seasons. Leicester have been breaking into it. So, maybe the end is nigh for the big six. But, talking about the end is nigh, is Gareth Southgate still the one for you? Does he still turn you on? And is football coming home? 
or if it's being delivered by Amazon, are they going to leave it next door at Scotland? That's what we all want to know. But before we start tonight, let's have a quick one of these. It's time for the Daily Lester. Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. Now you think I throw this show together because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you when I watch it back, it looks like I do, but it's planned. It is, it is planned down to the last detail. And on this day in 1985, Anthony will remember this, Gary Lineker made his last England appearance as a Leicester player. He got two goals in a 5-0 win over the USA in a friendly in Los Angeles. You see, Lineker, England, this planned, planned. This one, I'm going to do this one because I do know Anthony will appreciate this. 16th of June, 1913. What were you doing, Anthony? I know, I can tell you. Because Lester Foss, as it was, we were then known, set off on a 46-hour 46 hour, 46 hour sea and sail journey to Gothenburg for a whirlwind tour, five-match tour, paid for by the Swedish FA. And I tell you what, these days, they grumble about a three-hour flight and the jet lagged. They don't know they're born. Welcome along. This is Less Little I Die TV on YouTube. And if you listen on your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much. Broadcasting live worldwide. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Right, Chris. Indeed, I am fine. Helen, good evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, Chris, you've got to be okay with that name. How the devil are you? I am fine. Thank you. And Richard Herbert, was Vardy playing? <laughs> he was, and he was probably still turning Arsenal down, mate. And let's be honest with you, he'd never turn up at Man United, would he? Words and pictures, good evening, how are you? Um, and Helen is immediately in there with, no, Gareth has taken England as far as he can and needs to step down. Has he? Because technically, in my eyes, he's been the most successful manager we've had. And I know Sir Alf Ramsey's won it, but he failed to get us to a couple of tournaments, which Southgate hasn't. You know, and we're going to discuss it. Let's first of all bring, we're going to bring in the, the, the Southgate Inn man. So this one, the gentleman that Southgate is in. Richard, uh, sorry, Andrew, you'll know this person so well, and you probably want to avoid him, but it is your big brother, Anthony. And when I say big, I don't know if he's older than you, but he's just big. Anthony, good evening. He's, definitely older. He's, he's younger than me, but he's bigger than me, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I could go so many places with that, but I'm, I'm biting my tongue. Do you know oh, what? He's a lovely guy. He's the only guy that I know that can eat a seven-course meal. <laughs> and still have leftovers. Yeah, and some leftovers. That's definitely. But big up, Rich, and thanks for watching. 1960. Uh -huh. How old do you think I bet he had? Anyway, you are Southgate in, but more importantly, you're in here tonight with us. How yes. do people find you? Your details are in the description on YouTube, but just give a shout out how people can find you. Yeah, people can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at my name, Anthony Herbert. 
You can also find me on SVT TV, Football United TV, Dugout Daily, and also on this one, Lesser Till I Die. You are a social media horse, sir, but we are oh, I am. we are grateful to have you. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> and I'm immediately. <laughs> yeah, I can tell he's your brother. Look at this for a minute. I thought that was a forest shirt. How dare you? How very dare you can get a five minute ban for that. Get a five year ban for that. Um it does look like one new Chris. Back on. England. Whichever side it is. Point on the right nipple. Uh words and pictures he needs to put his waistcoat back on. Maybe he's like Superman when he's not got his waistcoat on, he's no good. Um uh, well, Richard, let's not get into politics here. But as much as Anthony is in, the gentleman who is out for Southgate, and you know him, he's been around, but it's great to have him back. Brad, good evening, sir. You are a Southgate out fan. But before we start, oh, that, where can people find you? You've got your own, uh, you've got your own show now, which is a great show, and you have some great guests on there. Yeah, yeah, some say great guests, some say stragglers. <laughs> but like, yeah. I can mute you. I can mute Hello. you. Hello, I forgot that. I, 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 I forgot now. I'm no longer the host. I no longer hold them powers. But yeah, you can no. find the link to my YouTube channel, which is a matter of opinion. Uh, Chris joined me on there as a guest as we yeah. talked about what we consider boring sports, what makes a sport boring, and, and, and what. You know, along with other topics in that, in that did Arsenal win that, Brad? Yeah, they're, they're just as a boring team, but we already discussed that with deluded fans. So they won that one. Go and check that out as well. But that's on my YouTube channel, and you'll find that link to the channel on my Twitter, which is at Full Time Focus. So if you follow me on that, give us a follow on that and click the link. Uh, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Just click the link in. Well, we've got one in. We've got one out. And if you remember this guy and what his uh, beloved partner said, he's the one that shakes it all about, usually in the corner of his bedroom when he's half asleep and can't find the toilet. Dan, good evening, sir. How, how the devil are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Ticking along. Tickety-boo, some would say. Tickety-boo. <laughs> and are you still shaking it all about, sir? <laughs> Just a little bit. Um. Well, obviously, you are a Burnley fan. Everybody knows you. They've seen the wanted posters. But uh, we have, we're going to see less of you. Well, I thought we were going to see less of you. I'm seeing more of you. Just move in with me, mate. Move in with me. But where can Why people not? Why not? If it means apart I'm from... by the sea, I'm not asked. I'll take that. <laughs> well, apart from my spare bedroom, where can people find you? <laughs> well, instead of moving back in with the old father in, uh, father-in-law, should I say father? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know I, should, I didn't want to admit it, uh, but yeah, you can find me uh, on here most of the time, uh, and also I do do stuff on my own channel sometimes. Uh, so you can find me on Turf Morehouse, uh, and obviously on all social media platforms. Just as I say, tap in Turf Morehouse, and you can find me there. Yeah, and Chris, uh, well, so nice one, mate. He's just subbed to your channel, Brad. So well done. Brilliant, give you a good point there, Chris. Did you unsub to Dan so you could sub to Brad's? Just, just asking, just asking. James, good evening. How are you? Niall is in the chat. Niall, hello. Um, Chris and Brad, you wearing forest tops? No, no, they're in England top. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that now. But they're sort of national teams that qualify for tournaments. <laughs> what was that Delamitri song again? 
Don't come home too soon. So, right, I feel like I need to take this. I need to go and change now because that's just violating <laughs> the shirt here and that. As I said, it's disgusting now. Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> and Niall says that Daniel, he's, uh, yeah, calm down, Niall, calm down. Um, worrying that Daniel seems excited at the prospect of leaving me to move to pool to be with Chris. <laughs> Better get on the old Tinder. <laughs> oh, I could tell you a story or two, Kate, but then again, you've you've had worse experiences than me. Uh, oh, oh, and uh, uh, um, Kate and Niall are just uh, chatting to each other. So it is all about the man in the waistcoat. Um, I'm going to come to you first, Brad, because you are the out brigade, if you like, here. Um, playing devil's advocate. If, if I mean, we we actually virtually did this show last night after yours, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. To say it's kind is a new level. Tell well, we did it for real this time. That was a warm up. Um, tell me why you know you want um, Gareth out. Where really to start? I mean, there's lots of reasons to have him out, but one of the biggest reasons. Is you know, is comfortability is the word I'm going to use because it feels like there's too much comfortability and sometimes that can become a problem. You find it at club level uh, and it also is a thing that, you know, it, it has an effect at international level. You know, you're together for a short burst, but comfortability comes into it. And because Southgate has said that about the team and the players he picks week in, week out, I just think he'd hit a brick wall with what he can do with his team. You know, and you get that sometimes at, at any level of management. You get to a point where you have to move on because you end up risking tarnishing a record. And and, and I'm look, I kind of look at it more from a managed perspective than, than saying, you know, you can't ignore the fact it took, took us to a final because it'd be wrong and unjust. But you just look at it from maybe a perspective of England and him, if he goes to quarter or guitar, how do we pronounce it? My apologies. Guitar. Yeah. He will be what into his seventh start of his seventh year as England manager. Some manager in the Premiership, unless your name's Klopp or Pep, you're not lasting three, let alone seven. And I think sometimes you've got to make the move before the move backfires on you by not going. People might sit here and go, oh, he plays boring tactics now. But realistically, I actually think it's best benefits both England and Southgate to move out to part ways. I mean, I got you both. Anthony as the um, inner, if you like. Uh, anybody who's just joined us will think we're talking about belly buttons. <laughs> and, Anthony, I mean, he took over a team that wasn't particularly doing well. We've got Big Sam in, and we know he's got 100%, blah, blah, blah. And he was lucky to get that in that game. I'm not sure who it was we played. It was somebody like some some country that we should have beaten easily. I think we got a goal in the 96th minute. It was Slovenia. He followed on from Roy Hodgson, who we know in his last World Cup was absolutely horrendous. You know, we didn't even get out of the group. Um, and we only got to the round of 16 in the following Euros, losing to Iceland of all teams. So it's, it's taking him a while because, you know, let's not forget a team manager has those players every day to work on. He doesn't. So has he not, considering what he took over, has he not done a good job? 
No, I mean, obviously, you know, with Sam Allardyce and that, you've got to forget that sort of thing. But listen, I knew Gareth Southgate, he wasn't good as a club manager. We, we, no. we all knew that. And then he went to manage um, England mm. under 21s. Then he become the England manager. But then again, you've got to think, in his first campaign was actually the World Cup, which was four years ago, his first ever campaign. We weren't expecting to win anything, you know, wherever mm. we, how far we got in that World Cup. That was how far we've got. And to be honest with you, we got us to a semi-finals, you know, and uh, we went out against Croatia in that World Cup and we lost to Belgium in the third and fourth ranked um, playoffs. So, you know, I mean, he did get England fourth in that World Cup. Um, and then you fast forward down the line into the Euros, he got us to a final. But... I mean, I know we lost the final to Italy on penalties, but then again, you, you think of it, the last two penalties that we missed, um, I think it was Rash, Rashford and I know definitely Saka missed one. I mean, because, you know, at their ages, they were so young and being in the final to take a, uh, to take a penalty in the penalty shootout is a lot for like a 19-year-old, if you like, you know, mm. to, to take. So the, the weight was on his shoulders, basically. But... I mean, you think of it. I mean, the two campaigns that we've actually been in, we've got to a semi-final and a final. Yeah. So, you know, and this World Cup, that's that's coming up now. Um, do you know what? I I, I, I definitely think England um, could most probably... I think he can get us to a semi-final again, mm. depending on who, who got the, 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 you know, the luck of the draw, basically. If it's a team that we can most probably... Beat on the day, we've or maybe in, yeah, we've been in a we've been in a World Cup final once. We've been in the semi-finals twice, so we haven't got a great record in the World Cup. But Dan, no. as Anthony alluded to, there, 2018 World Cup, he got us to fourth. 2018-19 Nations League, we were third. Euro 2020, we were second. We had once before a golden generation, which was under yeah. them. And a lot of people said that that was wasted. Uh, but when we, when we got to a couple, of, we got to a couple of quarterfinals, and at that point, was only second to Alf Ramsey. Um, if 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 we're talking about, and I'll ask you all this, but I'll stay with you first, Dan. If we were, a, if this was a club manager, let's say like let's say, and I compared yesterday on the chat with uh, Brad to Brendan Rodgers, just won us, a, a, you know, a, 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 an FA Cup and a. A, a champ, um, Champions League, um, <laughs> a uh, Community Shield, stroke English Super Cup, um, and then he's had a bad season. And the, but he's only had four. Well, you can say four bad games. He's had two games that we've lost. One very badly. Yes, but he, he drew the other two. You know, so you know, would we be calling if he was a if he was a team manager? Would we be calling for his head? Probably not when you look at it like that. I mean, I've just been looking at his stats, 62.2% win percentage. I mean, for any manager, that that's brilliant. And at club level, you, you, you'd, you'd certainly not get rid. It, it, out of the 74 games he's managed England, we've only lost 12 of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so to be honest, there is. I, I totally understand when you say about club level, no, you won't lose him. Although after that performance, if he if was manager of Watford, he probably would have got the chop. Um, but that's yeah. the only club we probably would have got the job from. Um, he has he has worked wonders with some of the talent that's come through. 
Oh, I think we've lost Dan. Or is he meditating? Hello, Dan. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move yeah, on. There's Wi-Fi in the north, you know. It, 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 so he's gone. He's gone. Let me ask you then, Brad, because we did discuss this yesterday, and I think it's a fair yeah. point, is that we wouldn't be sacking him yet if he was a team manager. Yeah, but this is why I hate stats. We can completely blow that out of the water. With the greatest respect to the nations that they have played for the majority of Southgate's career, you're all missing the trick as well. He's no different to any other manager that England have had in the sense of something's cursed about the position. Because minus 66, the position has been cursed. Capello was a, was hated. He was probably the only other exception. But everyone else was a yes man. And it's just, you have to look at it in a different light. Yeah, only 12 losses. But who were they to? What calibre of nationality were the two? Because if you looked at a club level, have they really progressed? Beating San Marino's 13 nils or 11 nils, is, is that impressive? Is it any more impressive than any other England manager, apart from maybe Hodgson? But he well, only did it in Ireland. Well, no, but I, you're asking for a comparison. I mean, that's like saying... Leicester go and win 73 games in a row, but they're playing League 2 opposition with a full-strength side every week, and they lost a few still. It's not really that. It's not as glamorous as it looks when you realise who they're against. You know what I mean? And it just... If you weigh it up that way and actually look at... You want to get statistical about it, who's he not beat is probably more important in that list because it's... It's all right beating a Germany like the rest of the managers did in a friendly when it means NAFL. And yes... You can say, well, we'll beat Germans in this competition. They ain't no pretty picture either as a national team right now. They've been a state for a few years. They got eliminated themselves, let's remember. So there ain't nothing special at the moment. They're going through their own crisis again in football. I'm just saying, yeah, it looks impressive. No, no, no. That's like I saying, let's go and I agree totally with what you're saying, but taking that point that Brad, you know, has made well there, Anthony, I mean... These these friendlies that we've just played, Hungary twice and Italy and Germany, uh, whether they are good or not, they are all group group A teams, if you like, in the Nations <laughs> League. Would we have been happier? In fact, let me stay with Brad with this one. Sorry, Brad, let me stay with you with this one. Would you have been happier if we'd played San Marino, Luxembourg twice and, I don't know, Malta, and we'd won 5-0, 6-0 and 7-0 twice? Would, would you have been happier with it? Or, I mean, we are playing teams that we wouldn't normally be playing in friendlies. And let's face it, up until the World Cup, um, sorry, up until the Euros, we and then he's gone again, up until the Euros, we hadn't beaten Germany in a competition since 1966. No, and I'm not saying we haven't got a nice, lovely voodoo against the Germans. I mean, that's common knowledge. But if you're ever going to beat a German side, that was the one to beat with where they're at yeah. as well. And you can't step away from the fact that Germany probably have recovered better. I, I've, I've, you know, a lot of promising young talent came through the Bundesliga and that this season. So they probably think they're already halfway to fixing that problem. And England, to me, like I said, I, you know, my, my decision for Southgate isn't based on the statistics, but if we're going to use them, then that that's the way you, you, you look at it. You look at it and it's all, it's pictured. You don't just look at, you know, you don't look at a game and judge it on shots on target 
uh, uh, how many shots you have. You judge it on how many shots you have on target. Because a team could be shooting from 40 yards, 30 yards, because they're getting frustrated with a high line defence. And you think, oh, they must have battered them, when really the only decent chance they had, both teams have equal. It's mm. it's what you see with your eyes. And what I'm seeing with my eyes is rinse and repeat. You can say what you like about its formations and tactics. Yeah. Nobody's going to be happy 100% with any manager that gets selected. Someone would always hate, and that's just football. It is what it is. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, you, yeah. you know, it's an opinion, but that's not my issue with Southgate. That's not something I'm going to say is, is something that I, you know, I could say you could use as an issue because you can't also ignore that he did get to these semi finals and finals. But again, it's just that comparison when you actually look at it without the glasses of the nation part on your sleeve and actually look at who we're beating there's no progress it's all right let me come to anthony he's been sat there patiently i mean anthony i ask you the same question you know um one nil to hungary we lose we draw with italy we withdraw with germany oh and we have a bad defeat against um uh at hungary again would you have yeah. preferred us to have been beating Luxembourg, San Marino's, Malta's, Slovenia's? No. And, no. You know, and then with that air going like, oh, isn't it fantastic? You know? Yeah, but no. So, I mean, when you, when, when you, I know what you're saying, it feels good when England wins. But the trouble is, though, when you play something like those teams that's ranked so low, England's not achieving anything because we know yeah. that we beat them. We, we want to be playing against the best because. I feel now that the um, the teams, the European teams like the England, Germany, Italy, and all that, I think they've gradually improved themselves on the uh, South American teams and and so forth, like the, the Brazil, your Argentinas, and all that. I think we, we've improved. We, I think we're above them. Mm. That's one. The other thing as well. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I know the uh, the result against uh, Hungary four 0 wasn't great, and obviously losing to one nil. But when you actually look at this campaign. Is it really a campaign that England really wants to win? I, I don't. I personally, I don't think it is. I think it is. It, it, the campaign we want to win is over the Euros or the World Cup. Mm. I mean, obviously, as we know, 1966 was the last time and the only time we won the World Cup, right? So this is what I'm actually saying. This campaign, I, I don't think Gareth Southgate wants it. I mean, he's picked a different team, you know. I mean, he's dropped a few players and bought, um, bought in some players to play in his campaign. I think it's just because the Premier League is finished, you know, is it's, it's a warm up. Also, also, also four up, games, and, you know, before the league starts as well. So, and also, just, yeah, also, Anthony, four games in just over a week. If, it, yeah. if that winner, you know, we play that in the Premier League, all the teams do, you know, if you've got a cup game or a European game, and we are changing um, yeah. the squad around, aren't we? You know, um, Scott uh, yeah, but, says, for me, the frustrating thing about Southgate, oh, he's just gone up, is when he took the job as England manager, he stated he would play players in from, yeah, no, I agree with that on Scott. He did say he was going to play players that are on form. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, we've seen he yeah. doesn't do that. Until the, FA, um, until the FA showed him his ways back, yeah. Yeah, looking back on when... <laughs> oh, I, I want you to come on and sing that, Doug. If you, if you can sing it, I'll have you on. Um, let, 
Dan, you you you're back. You've been in you've been in and out, so you have must have been shaking it about at some point. I'll tell you that, I've come back and realised Southgate's still in My charge. Bad. What's on about? How long's it been? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, just put an extra mouse in that treadmill, will you? Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people are moaning at the style of play, and you know, you, I mean, you know, Brad made the point. An England manager, you're never going to please anybody. I mean, I, I said the other night, you know, if Leicester appoint a new manager that we don't like, you've just got the Leicester fans that are moaning. With England, you've got 40-odd clubs. Is that your wife there, Anthony? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, mean, I, I told her to put a muzzle on it. <laughs> First of all, we've got... You know, people were moaning about where, where Trippy was playing and he scored a great goal in about the first five minutes. When we could be scoring a lot, but we could be playing nice, fancy football. Do the Germans play nice, fancy football? No, they literally, they, they play to their strength. And if we'd, have, if we'd have won that final 1-0, would, <laughs> would people still be moaning? I very much doubt it. No, I'm... Um... It's a catch-22 situation, obviously. We want to, as a nation, be seeing Southgate adopt a more attacking approach, but we're not we, we're not seeing that. I mean, you only have to look at those four games. Against this, against Italy, you know, let's let's have it against Italy. The only reason that finished a draw is because the Italians were poor. Hungary basically did the job the Italians couldn't do, which was putting the ball in the back of the net, because at mm. the back were a shambles. Um I've just found something here, like an article that Southgate said after after the game against Hungary, saying that he'll not outstay his welcome, um, and he would leave if he felt the players were not responding to his methods. But obviously, <laughs> I understand where people where people are coming from. He also said, "I've got to find a balance because I don't want to sit and be defensive." But some people have managed teams and others haven't. Until you've managed teams, you have a different view of the game. What's needed to win football matches are the sort of things um, Mason Mount did on Joshua Kimmich that allows other things to happen. For the man that comes and stands on the terrace and pays his money, I totally understand he wants to see Grealish with Sterling and things like that. But you've got to have a balance on the team because it's top-level football. So I do understand what he's saying. He has got to go out there. He has got to develop yeah. young players. It's just that, again, the, the, I think it's just since... Are we just being too picky? Are we just being too picky off the back of, off the back of recent success? You know, because don't get me wrong, me and you, opinion, I, I would yeah, say yes. You know, I have my England top ripped off. I was confuming. I was pissed off. Southgate out, and I was raging. But you know, when when you look, when you sort of step back after you've had that little spell of you know being pissed off, and you think, hold on a minute. We've just gone for a big long season of matches being called off left, right, and centre in the Premier League. All these COVID protocols, people can't do this, people can't do that, and then they've been lumped with four games when they'd rather have been on a beach, you know, with their partners, with their family, and stuff like that. And as you said, those four games have come clumped together. Yeah, it's um, it it, it it's. No, I, I take I take what you're saying. I, I do take what you're saying, and I think it's hard to um, it's hard to improve a team. Yeah. over a consistent period of time when the games are coming as thick as fast as they did yeah. in those four fixtures. And we know we've, we've had that this season, Brad, but I think also, you know, um, all these comments are the same comments that have been said about 
Bobby Robson at some point, Graham Taylor at some point. You can literally write these comments down and leave a blank to fill in the current England manager's name. Uh, James says here, Wales were brilliant in Euro 2016. They showed no fear. I mean, would you say Wales showed passion the other night when they beat the Ukraine? Because I don't think they did. I thought they were bang average. But when I saw that Wales side that beat Ukraine, and Wales are going mad the fact that they beat Ukraine, who in fairness did beat Scotland, Wales got through by an own goal, by an unfortunate own goal. They didn't earn that. They were lucky to get that. You know, there was a free kick that went in, and you can only put the ball in the box and it comes off somebody's arse. But it wasn't a brilliant performance by Wales. They, they didn't look any better than England did, to be honest with you. Um, actually, go through a few more comments here. Um, Dan Southgate's got the gift of the gab. Um, surely the players are being developed at club and through the uh, County's younger teams. Uh, well, that's what, hold on, let's go back to that comment that Scott said about the younger teams because that also ties in with Southgate. This, this was a manager that was brought up from being our under-21s manager yeah. who had success with our under-21s mani uh, under manager. And he's tried to implement some of those players that, he, that he'd worked with previously. And we see in English football now that half of this young talent is already got a flashy car and they live in, they live in this Beverly Hills lifestyle and they've not even pissed out their first pub yet. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Scott you, Scott goes on to say, I'm sure Madison would be frustrated that he can get into that squad. We, we, we're getting a bit... I mean, again, let's calm down on Madison. Yes, he's good. Yes, he would excite the players just the same as, as um, Grealish does when he comes on. But would he make the difference that we would have won that game and not lost it? No, he would not. Because one person unless you call David Beckham, cannot, you know, win a game on his own. And I think, would you not agree, Brad, that some managers, I mean, I can remember people going absolutely mad at um, Glenn Hoddle, who I thought was a good England manager, but going mad at Glenn Hoddle because he didn't take Gascoigne uh, to his last tournament. Well, yeah, and every manager, like you said, had, had a reason behind, behind it, but at the end of the day, it's just one of them. A manager is going to have a reason for not picking any player yeah. that he wants, no matter who it is. And we've had um, different England managers um, give different reasons for it. I mean, you could then talk about the Chris Sutton fiasco, couldn't you? That happened. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. There, there's been a lot of them. In you what? He's a Blackburn player. Don't don't worry. Uh, well, <laughs> Dan's just looking forward to the games in the second tier this season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say, again, David. Though, sorry, Brad. I'm just going to say on David's point here. Uh, Madison totally on form, but not picked. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that we're not here to argue whether Madison getting picked no. was a right or wrong decision. We're here. We're here about Southgate. The thing is, right. Oh, again. You want to make that point about oh well success the club you know the fact that he's brought this some of this youth through he's been you know in that under twenty one role so he, he knows how to do it again the tactics it doesn't matter realistically he's clearly getting the best out of it at the right more points than not 
you know, regardless of the opposition, you could then use that and say, well, yeah, he's clearly doing that. But the thing is, you remember Martin O'Neill, Chris, I'm sure, obviously. But when he was at Leicester, uh, and this this will go back round, trust me, it will. When he was at Leicester, he got offered a lead job, didn't, didn't he? And the don't go Martin signs came up and he said, I haven't finished my job here. I've still got work to do. If Leicester don't want me to talk to him, I'm happy to stay. And then a couple of seasons later, he came out, he left, he boyhood club Celtic, he wanted to go and manage them. And he also said, I've taken Leicester as far as I can. Like I said, it's not his form, it's not his recent success. Because even you can say what you like about the opposition, the ultimate argument is going to be, well, we got to a final, we got to a semi-final. And, and I appreciate that. Um, but the reason he has to step down doesn't actually have much to do with that at all. It has more to do with, it's seven years... Again, you're talking very limited. You look at every other England manager before him, like, you know, Venables and all these and whatever before him, they had minimal stakes. But the ones that actually, you know, forced it too much and maybe went a couple of to- a tournament or so past the sell-by date for a- an international job, you know, that's what it's become for us. We treat the international circuit as well like it's a club. You look at yeah. these more successful nations, right? You want Southgate's way to work and come through, then you have to come out as an FA, and this is the only way you're going to make the change from mine on Southgate being time to pass it to us. They come out and say, no, we'll be leaving longevity. Here's a five-year deal. And then we go, and then I go, okay, fine, it's not. But I feel like he's outstanding his welcome. And if he goes to guitar and, and say, what if this is dress rehearsal? And we get any a medium sized group, we get a little bit of a twinge with like a I don't know, is this a short answer, Brad. Yes, it is. But my point stands is what if he then goes to Qatar? There is a point, there is a point. Yeah, and and he has a Roy Hodgson and he gets knocked out. Then Uh, he goes. Then he goes. Yeah. But maybe you bite the bullet and do it now. Well well, I mean we are two games away from the World Cup. You know, these are to all intents and purposes, Anthony, these are Friendly, you know, pre-season games to a club manager. I mean, going back to the point that Brad made, it was a fair point about Martin O'Neill. Had it not been Celtic, he would have stayed at Leicester. All this, I've only taken Leicester as far, I've taken Leicester as far as I can, was because it was his boyhood club that was knocking at the door saying, come and sign for us, because he had turned Leeds down, they were a better prospect at that time. Um, but Anthony, these are pre-season games, aren't they? And we've only got two games to go, and you you do not you don't sack a manager unless you Watford because he you know he, he's not done well in the preseason games because you are swapping players about you know in preseason games we've we failed to, you know can fail to beat Birmingham or somebody but doesn't mean we're going to go out and sack the manager to you know two, two games before the, the the season kicks off or whatever yeah I mean exactly the sort of same thing I mean obviously as you said we have got two games left but. You know, I think this is a chance for like people that's actually played in the Premier League that, you know, they've played really well and Southgate has actually seen that. And most probably football, I'll tell you what, um, maybe, most probably we should give them a call, you know, give them a nod and they, they can come and play for England. And, you know, they've done that. We, this is a, um, is, is, is a, is a team, is a changed team, not by a lot, I know, but there is a few different players in this team, as we know. And it's just to get game time under their belt, see what they can do. It's like what I said before. It's a practice run, isn't it? This, mm. this, this, what this is. We, in all fairness, we don't really want this competition. We, we, we don't. Let's be honest. If we, if, do you know what, Chris? If we won this competition, 
what we say. Oh, we won this competition and that's it. It's forgot about. We, we, we move on. Mm. If it was a World Cup and a Euro, different story. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, I mean, Dan, Edward's going on there about Madison. And I'm not going to concentrate on Madison because he's a Leicester player, but taking that as an example, the a manager has got a pot of, a team manager has got a pot of 25 players that he has to name at the start of the season that he has to, that he's got to pick for. From his bigger squad, he may have 35, 40 with all the, you know, the youth players and what have you. Howard Southgate has got 22 times 11, if you like. No, sorry, 20, 22 squad players. Well, no, they're not all English, are they? But let's say he's got 11 players from every club. So that's 11 by 11. That He's got to get down to 25. You're always going to get fans of clubs. You're like that with Nick Pope. And I, I get why I wasn't given a chance. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, we, you know, we're all getting annoyed. Just because our player isn't in the in the, you know being picked to in the squad, yeah. No matter what selection comes up, the, it, it alludes to like Brad said uh, that nobody's going to be happy. Whoever the managerial appointment is, it goes exactly the same when the squad's announced. Mm. You know, certain certain omissions, certain players that haven't been you know given a call up. For me, Matt, like I say, regarding Pope, my argument were that he came out and said that he were trying to, re, you know, uh, rotate a squad, and literally everybody in that in the squad this time round got game time. Pickford, Ramsdale, all outfield players, and Nick Pope was the only player not to receive a cap. Yeah. That, that, yeah. So that was, that was my argument that yeah. why well, did not even give him but yeah, the people from each team are going to get upset about individual. Of course, they are. Of course they are. The national pool is massive. The national pool is massive, and you've got to think that he's—he can't be here, there, and everywhere scouting these players. He can't be, you know, at every ground possible watching these, you know, watching every every Tom Dick and Harry. But you do, I suppose. I don't know—is it an England thing that we sort of think? Oh, he's got his favourites, hasn't he? And. I mean, that's that, how it that looks. Been said about every single England manager yeah. since day, it's, day it's, dot. It's difficult. It's difficult because there's players that we see, even if you, even as you say, at club level, someone like Madison. It's not just Leicester fans that are saying that regarding Madison, though. Everybody from an England perspective is saying Madison should have been in there. Over, and I'm sorry to say, it, Anthony, because it's a bloke that's a legend at your club, but James Ward-Prowse. You know, he, he he's uh, you know he's. Uh, I think I don't think he been in there. He blocked his copy box. He was naughty. He was sent home, and that's going to take a while, maybe, for for Southgate to say, "Fair enough." It took Nigel Pearson three quarters of a season to forgive Mark Albrighton because of something his wife said before he put him back in the team again, and I just think. Like I say, all this had Madison played or had this player played, we would have won bollocks. No, we would not have won. We might only have lost, say, 1-0. It might have excited the crowd. But he's got to pick the players that he thinks. He cannot pick every player. Oh, Leicester fans and Derby and all these fans want Madison in. I'll put him in. If Connor Phillips, Brad, had had a good game over these four games, would we be screaming for Madison? If we'd won all four games, would we be screaming for Madison? I mean, I'd still feel aggrieved that he hasn't made the side for him because 
you know, Southgate's own words, I will pick on form. Well, clearly not all the time, mate. And you guys have really also established what this Nations League is there by saying it's a pre-season. And it's still just a glorified friendly tournament just to fill the void because the, the World Cup's now in November and not the summer, which is where we're used to having this sort of tournament. Uh, and it just makes you think, like Dan just reiterated it there, why didn't he turn around and make that obvious to fans? Because it wouldn't actually be that bad to win something, maybe, for a national side just to get that winning feeling. It sounds stupid and psychological, but if you're not yeah. going to take it that way, and I don't mean this in, in any respect, don't take your teams. Don't take your number one choices. Actually go out there and say, I'm going to give, don't give Ramsdale 45 minutes or one game out of three. Don't give Madison when he gets picked or you know, whoever else on that list, Greenlist, don't give the Bellinghams 20 minutes here. Take just them. Take your players and go, right, here's your A's, here's your A team, not your B.A. Barakas and, and, you know, your Mr. T's now. Not that sort of A team, but here's what you want to break into. Just like you put at club level, here is my current 11 that yes. I'm going to play. Yeah. Opening game, you've got four games to go and impress me. And then maybe I could get a bit more excited because I managed to doing something different. And that's what I want if Southgate's not going to change. Do you think... Yeah, I. it's a good point. Um, I mean, Anthony, is it a case of whatever... I mean, David says here, um, and I agree with Brad, and I was the one that was saying before, I was annoyed that Madison wasn't picked, and I was annoyed with what, what, what is Kane going to show him? What does Kane can do in four games that he Who's doesn't himself? know about Kane already? Yeah. You know, and yet mm -hmm. he should be picking others. Um, but obviously he picks the ones... That he wants to pick, Anthony. First question to you. Then I've got one for for Dan. And the with with, with Southgate. I mean, players, fans have their own favourites. You know, we we look back at, you know, on on club managers and we'll say, "Oh, that player was was you know that manager was rubbish." We say that about Prell, and yet he brought quite a few of the youngsters through that Brendan Rodgers is now taking advantage of. And maybe the fact that Southgate will only be appreciated. You know when he goes, um, but even if he wins the thing, there's going to be players, aren't there? That are going to, uh, fans that are going to say, "Yeah, but we 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 got an easy run in," or you know, we did we played badly. Yes, we won the World Cup one 0 but I wanted to win it five 0 and play nice passing football. Yeah, yeah, there is that. The other thing is like you know, slightly sort of like changing the subject. You know, you look at England's group, what we're in the World Cup. The teams that we've got, so you've got England, you've got USA, uh, you've got Iran, and I can't remember the other one. But um, where do you think? Yeah, where do you think England have finished in that in that um, group? Do you reckon they're finished top? Um, the, the the I would have to question it if they didn't. Yes. Yeah, I, I do. I think I think I think we will finish. I think we'll finish top. But then, do you think we'll finish top? Well, top of the top of the group in our World Cup, in the, in the World Cup group, I think we're finished top. Yeah, we should finish with that group that we've got there, Dan. We should yeah. finish top. Iran, America, um, uh, and and Wales. No disrespect to Wales. Wales will probably no. be our toughest game. But we should, there'll be questions if we don't finish top, won't there? Well, there should be, but um, I suppose. The here and now is 
look at look at the league that we're in in the Nations League in in a group with Germany and Italy and Hungary and look at the way it's gone. You've got Hungary sat at the top with seven points. Yeah, but would you have said before that? Would you have really expected us? How many would you have expected us to win out of that? You would you have really expected us to possibly beat Italy and definitely beat Germany? No, I'd have expected the close games as they were, but I'd have expected a bit better from England as well in the way that they've played. Uh, as I said, the draw against Italy, we were lucky to come away with the draw. Mm. How many times that ball went across the face of gold? Well, as took, Brad would you know, say, they didn't put it in the net. Yeah, yeah it, it is all if puts and maybes. It really mm. is. But for me, I... I I see us doing a Scotland in Qatar. I see us coming straight home. Wow. Okay. And Terry says here, Wales will top that from the past performances. But Terry, you can't say that about the Wales performance, as I say, but against Ukraine. They were bang average. Ukraine weren't brilliant. I think yeah. it was about the halfway through the second half until either team had a shot on target and the goal was a deflected header. Wales no way do Wales do they got the win and well done to them during the World Cup. But you know, uh, the thing is, as well, Brad, if we do get through the group, whether we finish first or second, we've got either Senegal or the Netherlands in the next round. Oh, I mean, I don't know the other group to know if that's completely nailed on. I'm guessing, yeah, that, whoever, whoever we get through against, whether we're first or second, we'll play either. Senegal. If we're second, we're through. Uh, depends who comes first and second in their group. But we're not going to well, have any side of it. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, and this 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 will be interesting because you know people have come to claim that Southgate, you know, reads a group and then looks at you know the possible fallout from that. If I, if we finish first, do we get bloody? Brazil or France, you know, someone like that, and, and that's our punishment uh, for finishing first. Or, you know, some people indicate that maybe we finish second in group sometimes, and that for, 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 for an easier group, which I find hard to believe. And if that is the mentality, then he's definitely got to go because you can't have that in your players. But we should really top that group. But mm-hmm. if there's no advantage to, to who we're playing against, I guess. I can see us going for it, but this is England, mate. Yeah. This is England that got knocked out of a group which we should have gone through. And, and again, and we talk about these being up for it and winning their or drawing or whatever against the Italians and, and the Germans. Again, I reiterate the Germans are on the recovery just like we are. And the Italians have been burning out ever since they beat us in that Euros. And, you know, you can kind of excuse it to probably compare for what they've just done. Um, half of them are probably still drunk, let alone able to steal ball and kick it frequently. They lost, lost my second nation of North Macedonia, so you know, always forgiven. Agent Macedonia did it for us. No, but they did not. They did us a favour and knocked. You know, they knocked Italy out. I know, I know. But you know what I mean. I just want. I just want to know that if I kind of want a test for England as well. I prefer to actually see a Frank or something like that, and I agree. And see how that goes at it. Because I don't want mundane. Because if mundane runs into it, we're going to have booze and a Wayne Rooney moment shouting down the camera when we draw nil-nil with someone mm. in this group. I can see it happening. Yeah. And that's why I think we need that injection. Someone is just going to change something. 
Words and Pictures says here, and I was actually just going to say this exact same thing, words. Not sure if this is right, but in my mind, countries that win and perform well in the World Cup do badly perform, badly before, perform steadily better and better as the tournament progresses. You have just, apart from the last tournament, you have just described Germany. Um, and that was the question I was going to put to Anthony. You know, could is it a good thing? Well, we, this is England. You know, I'm sat here saying we're going to top this group. We're starting already. The papers are going to have us flying, you know, England across the St. George's cross flags and cheering the boys on and this time we'll win it and everything. And there's all that pressure on. I mean, is it about time we went into a tournament and said, well, you know, we might not actually do very well, but let's see how we get on. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I think of it. I mean, like, like you look at the last the last World Cup we was in. I can remember we had one, two. I think it was. Um, I think it was one or two penalty shootouts. Uh, we had like I knew one. One of them was against uh, Colombia, wasn't it? And we beat them yeah. in, in a penalty shootout. But you, you you think of it from there. I mean, to be honest with you, it depends what players he he, he picks and whether they um, they gel as a system. I mean, we all know that they play for different teams, but. It's, it's like now, like, you know, when if you play, if he's going to have Harry Kane up front, make sure he stays up front within that box. Mm. Don't let him come back. It's like Harry Kane, it's like when he plays for Tottenham as well. He seems to come in deep and he seems to go into that cam position. Do you know what I mean? You don't, a player like Harry Kane, you don't want him in that cam position. You if want he's not him getting the ball, position. though, maybe he's having to come back to, to get it. And he was obviously going to have to have. Yeah, our wings don't bomb on. Our wings don't bomb on. We ain't got Kulusevsky and, and Hongmin Son bombing on down the wings. We've got Raheem Sterling who likes to get forward and piss about with you. We've got. Exactly. We've got and Sancho on the right, Sterling on the left. Now, you listen to this. Now, if he do not improve himself from now until the World Cup, and I'm going to be talking about Rashford now, right? If he if he ain't any good this season in the Premier League, he's not going to go to the World Cup, is he? Let's, let's be honest. That that most probably be what we're thinking. So who would um, replace Rashford um, out wide on that left? I mean, you're talking about Madison, your own player. I, I think that it'd be a good selection if he went to the World Cup. What about your other guy, Barnes, that plays out on the left? Do you reckon that might be a good no, call? He's not, he's not. He's not had a good enough season. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's respectively been a bit hot and cold this season. Yeah. He's not from Blake for your numbers. I look good at the end of the season. I will say that, but that is still the criticism of Barnes because that was the criticism we had of Madison, Madison, hasn't it, Chris? He's, you'd yeah. say he's about a stage or a season or two still. I, I honestly think Madison has blotted his copy books with Southgate, and yes, he's matured now. He's got a, a kid and everything, but. You know, you know, he had his chance yeah, and he blew it. it. Uh, yeah. Scott says here, um, sorry, Scott says here, and take, you know, um, look at countries like Germany. They have gone to competitions not doing well with superstars and take younger squads to the next competition and doing well. Maybe it's time to change the old guard. Dan, wasn't that what he's been doing these last couple of games, playing not to the old guard? Yes, we had Kane in there, etc. But was he not playing players that, weren't necessarily first choices. So he's, he's doing what Scott's has saying we should do. He's already doing. He is. But for me, you look at certain things that did work in, in the Euros and hasn't worked in these last couple of games. Hmm. I mean, in well, the Euros... that he doesn't try it now. He tries it oh, now. And oh, yeah, try it, it now in these glorified well, friendlies. Try it now in these glorified friendlies. And obviously, we'll take it from there. But it's like... 
look look at that Hunger game. We we had we had Rash and um, Calvin Phillips in central defensive midfield roles. In the Euros, they were probably the best central defensive midfield pairing of that tournament and were absolutely world-class. You saw them against Hungary. If it wasn't for Declan Rice having to try and bail, bail um, everybody out at the back, because Calvin Phillips had a fucking shocker, you know, we, we'd have... It, it's, it's, it's absolute madness what's gone on. Um, I just think... You, you spot you spot on with Scott's message. Scott's message is, is spot on, you, you, but and you've got that. You've definitely got that point. He has changed it. He has changed it. But it's about doing it at the right time, and it's about oh, doing it. When it's the right time, is the right time. No, not okay, let me let me reword that because I said that wrong. What I mean is, don't do it in bulk. Don't do, what I mean is, don't do it in bulk. Don't just go. All right. Here's a shit ton of inexperienced internationals. Go out there, show me what you can do. I'm not being funny, but that's why you come through the under 21s group. That's why you come through this. If you're going to stick about, if you're going to stick a full eleven of people that have barely had any caps and they don't know, they just can't read each other's game. You're doing that. That's that's a bit like why are you doing that. You've got to yeah. have that mix of experience and. And youth to obviously, you'll never win anything with kids, was one thing from Miss Lee said. <laughs> Why not? Why not give the youngsters a go? If they're winning things at the under 21 level, which we're all, you, you guys are all going on about and uh, bigging up for Southgate, and that's fair because he did win, yeah, you know, he did well with the under 21. So we have had success with the under 19s, the under 21s, and I will give credit to that, you know. But why not? But why, why, can't we, why can't we do what Germany did when they, you know, you know this generation of German players that we absolutely bang on about if we know anything about the German leagues. You know, fans of the German leagues will bang on about this generation that's just coming to a end now. They started in 2010, mate, and they knocked yeah. us out 4-2. Yeah, but the thing is, half of these German youth players... Why can't we give these youngsters a go? Because you don't want to... The German youth players have all been playing together at the likes of Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, these one or two decent clubs. Well, the youth players are all over the shop, and it's all about whether they come through. And they're all at different parts of their careers. And people, the the thing is with players in the English in the English team, uh, no matter how young or old they are, it's all about their career is built on the media heart. Yeah, because I'm not being funny. If it, if it was based on what we saw two or three years ago, we don't see Callum Hudson Odoi lingering around the England setup anymore, do we? But as soon as the media were on him, that rate, oh, he's in the setup. That, put him in. Next best things. Maybe that's the way to do it. And if they become recognising the internationals, maybe they shouldn't happen like that. But maybe these teams go. God, we've got something on the round here. We build them up to not happen when the media are building them up. Go, 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 guys! All right, James's point there. It's about having a balance. But the problem is, Anthony, who's sat there patiently, he's fine saying let's have a balance. Klopp, Pep. Brendan, they've got 38 games to get that balance right. He's got four games and then just two more before the World Cup. And those two before the World Cup are going to be more important than these we've just played. So, I mean, you know, do we remember Sven? 
I mean, I can remember we played we played Australia in a friendly under Sven, and we started off with one eleven, and we ended up with a completely well, apart from the goalkeeper, a completely different ten outfield players. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. I mean, it depends. I mean, anything can happen from now until the, um, you know, towards the end of November when the World Cup starts. Mm. I mean, there could be injuries and things, you know, and obviously things like this and that. And this is obviously what Scar Safegate is going to um, consider and take in consideration, like sort of thing. But to be honest with you, it's like what you said. He hasn't got. He's, he, it seems like the players is, is he's, he's picking. Sometimes he's like what I said. You've got to get that balance. Um, he's got to work on this balance. He's got to be, because from the start of the season, uh, when the season starts, right up until at least a month before the World Cup starts. He got he would know his team then, if they're injury-free, these players. And he's got to pick them. He's got to come up with a balance throughout the team. And he's got to come up with some kind of play and formation. Because at the minute, what we're we doing, we're playing like four, two, three, one. We we played that in the Euros as well, didn't we? Then it was a four, three, three, one game, and it was something else, you know. So it was like the formations were actually changing all through the Euros. But you know, you to me, I always say, if you if you've got a winning team, you know, whatever formation you pick, and and what players it is and what balance you've got across that team, you know, and you win and you play good football. That's t- that's that's what you want to go with. You don't want to be changing it here and changing it there. You know, you just he just wants to be doing that. And I'm not being funny. In this World Cup now, as we know, in Quetzal, the weather, the conditions over there is obviously different to what it is over here as well. So we've got to think about that for these players as well. You know, you say that, gonna... but the air-conditioned stadiums. Yeah. Can, can but... I just flip this? Just a little bit talking about just this tournament. This quick one, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, I just want to mention, for the person who's against me, he did criticise Southgate's tactics by saying Kane comes back too deep and shouldn't be doing that. And the um, the guy who just sat right there, to, my, to the, the camera, well, to my right, to the camera's left, as it is, if you're looking at it, but also has fears of us actually getting out of the group. He had, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but you even said yourself, I, can't, I can see him not getting out of this group. And here's a question we haven't all considered. What if it does go Pete Tom and we sack him? Are we then going to try and approach a manager who's going to be... Well, you know, that, that, yeah, with, you that's know what I mean. Who is there, who is there to manage? Who is there to manage? Wait, 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 wait. That's going to be the next question because... I want oh. everybody to put, <laughs> I was going to... I'm going to bring up some graphics now, but then I want everybody in the chat that doesn't want him to stay, tell me who you want as a replacement. Stacking him now is absolutely, I think, ridiculous. It's up there, no disrespect, Dan. It'd be up there with sacking um, Sean Dyche with seven games to go, with Watford sacking Pearson with four games to go. It would be an absolutely stupid... Was it, was it Spain who sacked the manager something like a week before they got into the finals and they absolutely bombed? They really... I, I don't know. But it is a good point. And what, um, what box says there, Sven, he was negative... Box. Sven was our second most successful manager until Brendan Rodgers. He, he took us to well, three tournaments. He got us to three quarterfinals. He was only second to Ralph Ramsey. So I don't know how we can call Sven negative when he was our second best manager. But let's have a look at this, guys. And we're just going to run through this um, and see this here. So basically, let me just go down here. We start with, and you'll remember this, Brad, Walter Winterbottom. 
Uh, <laughs> now, he was a good manager. He got us to one, two, three, four World Cups and the European Nations Cup. Um, we didn't go to that because we didn't enter it. Uh, and he got us to three quarterfinals. Alf Ramsey, we know, won it for us. Amazing. Whether we won it tactically correct or not, or whether it was courtesy of a, a Russian linesman, we will never know. He got us to third place in Euros, quarterfinals in the 1970 World Cup, and then quarterfinals in the Euros uh, in 1972, and then we all know failed to qualify in 74. Don Revy, who was the best club manager in the country at the time with Leeds, he was winning everything with Leeds. He failed to get us to the Euros and buggered off to uh, probably Qatar, to be honest with you. Uh, Ron Greenwood there, World Cup, failed to qualify. That was probably on the back of uh, Don Revy leaving. Euros, we only got to the group stage. And 1982 World Cup, the second group stage, because that one, I think, was, was, was a group and then he went into another group. And that was Ron Greenwood, who was the master tactician at West Ham and, you know, played the beautiful game. Bobby Robson, um, Euro 84, failed to qualify. 86 World Cup, quarterfinal. Euro 1988, group stage. 1990 World Cup, fourth place. Graham Taylor, do I really need to say anything about Graham Taylor? No. Terry Venables, and that, that's the biggest, in my, in my mind, that's the biggest... Um, injustice of anything to do with England. Um, he should have carried us on from that Euro semi-finals. We were yeah. a stud away from getting into the finals, and I think we'd have won it. Uh, but, you know, Alan Sugar was de determined to sue him, and of course the FA didn't want all that fuss around an England manager. Then Hoddle took us to the round of 16 in 1998 and quite rightly got sacked for his opinions on disabled people. Keegan got us to Euro 2000 and embarrassingly we went out at the group stage. Um, Sven Goran Eriksson, World Cup quarterfinals, Euro quarterfinals, World Cup quarterfinals. Steve McLaren, I don't think I need to say about him either, do I really? Uh, Fabio Capello, great team manager, experience, he's managed all over Europe. My God, he was a disaster as England yeah. manager. An utter disaster. And Roy Hodgson, and I was quite pleased with Roy Hodgson because he's managed abroad, he'd managed the Swiss national side, but my God, you know, what he, he took England to, to be a laughing stock. You know, come, we couldn't beat Costa Rica in the World Cup. We couldn't beat Iceland in the Euros. It was embarrassing. And then, forgetting Sam Allardyce because he just liked to take bungs, 2018, a World Cup, Gareth Southgate was there, fourth place. Nations League, third place. Euro 2020, second place. Nations League is not doing so good. But we've got to remember that we are in the top group for um, in those Nation Leagues. Quickly coming round, all of you. So you, Dan. That's not, you know, that's it. His record holds up against these other so-called better managers. It does. Without a shadow of a doubt, he, he, he stands out amongst the rest. You would put them all in one room and review all, you know, say you, it's, it's like when you get a job, isn't it? Man, you know, when you get a job, you're static. <laughs> when, when, you, when you go and get a job, people want to see your, you know, they want to see your CV. If you were to employ any of their managers that walked in, you would employ Gareth Southgate. 
This is this yeah. is why I'm here because I do see points for, but I also see reasons why it should go, and it, it it's hard because I don't want to be that person who sort of sits on the fence. But you've got you've got arguments for either side, and it, I think that's why it's frustrating as a fan to watch. Um, his credentials speak more than anything, don't they, Gareth Southgate? As you say, there sixty two point two percent win percentage. And and we know Anthony, don't we? That he was useless as a club manager. There's no yeah. there's no two ways about it. He was absolutely yeah. useless. But being a good club manager doesn't make you a good national manager. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see how um, Ralph Ragnar gets on at Austria because he was crap as a club manager and he might not be very good as a national manager. Sorry, any Man United fans that are in. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you know because you're good at one that it because it is a completely different job. And I heard something on the radio the other day uh, about him. Um, they, they said that a lot of managers see the England manager's job as part time yeah. because they don't, you know, yeah, only play every now and again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Gareth Southgate. Who was saying is literally dragging him and his assistant manager all over the bloody country, literally five six days a week. Trouble is, though, it's like what you say. When Southgate watches games, and it's like what Dan said earlier in the stream. He can't he can't seem to watch everybody, right? So what does he do? He, he goes to the games that your big players are playing in. So for instance, he go to a Tottenham game and watch Harry Kane. He go to Arsenal and he watch Saka. You know, he'd be watching all these main ones, preferably his first 11. And then the other two players, he'd pick, he'd pick it to the team, and then they'd just gel all around this first 11. That's that's what Southgate would do. That's, you know, he's, he's always been like that. But i got to be honest with you, out of all those managers there, it's like what Dan said, it's 60, what's his win ratio? Is 60 what percent? 62.2. Yeah. There you go. Like, that is better than all of them. Uh, well, no, no, Fabio Capello is 66.7. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Fabio Capello to me wasn't, wasn't that great. I watched that World Cup. But uh, that that percentage. Told you the percentages and all these stats. So but again, yeah, but no, no, no. The Fabio no, no. Capello was absolutely shocking. He was shite. Yeah, well, he was absolutely shite as England manager. Capello, when he was playing friendlies, because it is in the Nations League then, we were probably playing the likes of San Marino and ones like that. So maybe that's why he's got a good win percentage. Maybe he's a bit of a Harry Kane and thinks, yeah, I'll play okay. against San Marino because I'll get a bucket of goals. Exactly. But then, yeah, he's got a 10 0 win against San Marino. Oh, sorry, sorry Doug, that was to uh, that was to Dan, uh, to Brad, sorry. Yeah, but nothing's really changing at England. I mean, the problem's not, like I said, it's not even a problem with Southgate, it's a staleness because. Let's look at it the way you you obviously keep on looking at it. It sounds like it might be the most stupidest reason to take him out, but here's why it's not, right? If it goes wrong in November, December, and we go out of the group and it's embarrassment and he's got to go, we all sit here and go, no, not even a debate now. He has to go. That was embarrassing. That, you know, it clearly is the burnout. He goes. Who's going to be available? Because, yeah, it's more enticing, like you said, at a part-time role to get somebody away. 
But while someone sat at the beach has maybe been at a club for four years, they get three or four months into a project, again, a new season with their club, whether they've been there three years, one season, doesn't matter, whether it's Brendan Rogers or Graham Potter, or doesn't matter. If they're having a good season and England have a miserable winter, that club isn't going to want to lose their manager at the start of the season if he's doing really well. You should have got him when he was on a beach in Ibiza or, or sunning up in, in you know, in the south of England or wherever he's gone on his holidays when he's really got a thing to have that thing. You know, but we still, we still said on. about Brendan Rodgers, didn't we, that there's no point sacking him. Let's see how he got on till the end of the season. Yeah, and the problem is this is literally, you said it yourself, Chris, and I'll quote you on it, this is this... It's a pre-season for international clubs. Surely, this is the only chance you ever get, and this is the only chance you get to the evidence of that burnout being at that stage. And I, this is why I'm personally saying he has to move on. I am not disagreeing with anything you're saying in regards to him taking us to a final or that. I am just saying, if you look at it at any level, clubs would be doing this, doing the same in a, in a certain aspect because they're going right. Has he then taken us as far as he can? Mm. If he goes in guitar and we flop and then we sack him, there's going to be managers in jobs that won't want to give up that. And that's what I'm saying. If you get rid of him now and take that chance, you may get someone going, hey, you know what? I fancy a change-up. I've been here three seasons, four seasons. I feel like I've taken them as far as I can go. Like you said, Power O'Neill did it. was his dream job. Maybe there's a manager out there that right now, it's the only job they'd leave him for would be a national job. Yeah. But that, I mean, Looking at it, if somebody, I mean, I, I just say, I don't know what you're doing there, but your camera's going up and down, and I can't oh. see your hands, so I've no Jeez. idea what you're doing. Mine, <laughs> yours, yeah. Oh, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I've got this. I do it all the time. My legs like bloody thumper from Bambi, honestly. Oh man, I have that. We'll believe that. Um, if all of a sudden the internet goes off and I've got, I just crash that. I so wish I had the Pornhub music now, but I don't. Uh, but Dan, I mean, whether if you if you are, let's say an English coach, and we'll come back to my next question, English or foreign. But on this question, if you are an English coach, does it matter if you are asked to manage England, whether you are asked mid-season or whether you are asked between season? It's the England job. You don't turn it down if you have got ambitions, really, do you? It doesn't matter no, when you approach. They might, the FA might have to pay a bit more money off in compensation, but let's face it, they've got millions. You say that, but I think people like Harry Redknapp turned it away probably once no, or twice. Approached Harry, Harry I think never approached him. I thought, thing, I thought he had. No, no, he's because of his um, tax. Um, however, I, 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 I'm built more like an English England buffs than an England coach. But, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, you, you wouldn't turn it down. No, no, you wouldn't. It, it's, it's one. Of, this is the thing that gets me though. That this, there's no heart in this England team anymore. This is what we said yesterday. There's no heart. There's no pride in it anymore. It is. But, but it used but, to be an honour to get called up. You would see Paul Gascoigne on TV in tears. Yes, yeah. And how many, he, how many players were in tears after Italy when they beat us on penalties? Saka was in tears. There's a few players in tears there. We are talking about four friendlies at the end of a season when they're all knackered. When normally, yeah. we, you know, we'd, we might normally, if we have the Nations League, we play in, as I said, Luxembourg, Malta, San Marino. We're not. We're playing better teams because that's what we were always complaining about. And it yeah, look is, how it's worked out for us. 
you know, and I don't, I just, I don't get how we can, you know, it's like, it's like saying Brendan Rodgers goes and loses all his warm-up games. Vincent Company, new manager, comes in, he loses all four of your pre-season friendlies. Do you sack him? No, well, I've no, seen that shit happen no. many a time. Yeah, but you want to sack him because you want to, you know, people that want to sack, you know, um, and I'm not asking this of Anthony because I know what his answer would be. Which in fact, the season we won the championship, we lost all our pre-season friendlies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you can lose these like these meaningless nation league games, which is nice if you win. Yeah, it, I but... get that. I get that, and that's why I'm saying that I, I have, I have. You know, efforts for well, you know, meanings for him staying and and against him staying, because these four games, yes, they are sort of nothing games. They have come thick and fast. They have come in the midst of players literally downing tools after a very long season. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know. So I can see the for and against. I just think that it's the matter of the performances defensively. We've looked shot. You know, and, and and I don't know whether that's a tactics thing or whether that's you know, as I said, because we because we are knackered after a long season. They can always approach Leicester's defensive coach, can't they, bro? <laughs> yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely <laughs> yeah, before we go through names that have come up and we'll we'll sort of moan and groan and say about these. A one word answer. Uh start with Anthony. Um, English or foreign? English. Brad, English or foreign? Successful. No, no, that's not one of the options. English or foreign? Foreign. Foreigners. Foreigners? Okay. Mm-hmm. Forgot your name then. I'm going to call you Brad as well. Dan, English or foreign? English. Yeah. You see, again... And I, I, I get the foreign because you look at somebody like Jose Mourinho and say, oh, he'd be a great England manager, blah, blah, blah. But do these foreign managers really understand the English game? I love all Scott Look at Fabio Capello's World Cup. I mean, yeah, he's never managed to win the end of this season. He wasn't a great player, was he? Yeah, I know, but, but... he's never managed in England. At least Jose has. I go for a foreign manager that's managed in England for a few years. I certainly wouldn't go near someone like Capello again. But he is foreign, so he's kind of middle of the road. Would yeah. that not be sort of similar as well? Because if we if we look at a man like Pep Guardiola, who's been very successful. But he's only been successful because of the clubs that he's been at, where he's had the already he, the team's pretty much already there for him, apart from one or two additions. So if you yeah. put someone like Pep in charge of England, it them four games still probably would have gone to shit. And would Pep? Yeah. Would Pep be? I mean, he's won things with teams that have got a complete mix of nationalities. You know, he hasn't yeah. got eleven English players. You know, no. it, it's, it is the club. But I get what Brad, I really do actually, it's a good point that Brad made, is that if it's a if it's a foreign play, man, manager that's won in England, then yes, oh. I get it. Let's just go through some names there, because I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at some of them that have come up, and we're going like, hmm, others. Our boxer said here, he'd go for Poch or Bielsa. 
Is Potch not a bottler? And is Bielsa just... I mean, he hasn't got a plan A, let alone a B, C or D, has he? Yeah. I don't speak English. No, he doesn't. That is a good point. That is a good point. There you yeah. go. Oh, Why would you have a manager of England? Yeah, if he, I just... I, I agree with you with Bielsa. Hmm. It would just be a bit too mundane for me. And that's, that's the itch I've got. I don't know if necessarily he'd be the same as Southgate. I actually think because of how he feels, he, I mean, you say what you like about how his career's gone since, but the way he got that Tottenham team going, I mean, we're talking about, ironically, an English sensation that he was being built by our media in Delhi Alley is now barely, get, he's getting more, he's getting about the same kicks for Everton who finished. Really, what? Well, sorry, Dan, but they think you know they, they survived in sixteen. Mm. He got about the same amount of kicks for Everton as Bloody Damari Gray did. I mean, to me, I just think sometimes Pops might actually not be a bad idea. People will laugh and say, "Oh, look what he's done at PSG. They bottled the French title. He's a bit plain and mundane." But I'd be more up for that, thinking he might actually go for the younger squads and get them gelling together. You never know if you can get the best out of someone like that. But then Pot Pot is the manager that stood there and says, I have difficulty in controlling big name players. And I'm sorry, you know, you've been Oh, that, 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 that's what I'm talking about. If he hasn't got the balls to it, then don't have him as a manager. He's come out no, no, and no, Yeah, no, that's no, no, devil's advocate here. Yeah. I mean, this is the one, and, and Terry, he's, I don't know why he's got a serial winner, but Eddie Howe. Now, for me, Eddie Howe would be the ideal. You know, I, he is. He can do it without. He can do it with teams that like Bournemouth. And he, he took them, like I say, from minus 17 in the fourth tier to the Premier League and he kept them there. If he can do a good job with Newcastle, where again, because he's never had the big name players to have to, to manage, Anthony, do you think then that maybe in a, in a year or two, if Southgate has taken us as far as he can, that yeah. would be the natural progression? Because I don't, whether he would, you know, like you say, would he should probably say, yes, I'll have it straight away. But maybe he wants to sort of, do you know what? I, I I think that's a good that's a good choice. If if Southgate wants to do greatness walk up and he's let's say he step down, I think that'd be a good replacement, Eddie. Because he seem he strikes you as you you've seen him, but um where you've watched games or whether he's had his interview or match the day after the game. He I, I think to be honest with you, he, he's a nice guy. You know, he, he can talk to the players, you know what I'm saying? Is he'll have an understanding and all this and that. When you've got someone like a juicy Mourinho. If he was in charge of England, I don't think England would play well under him because I, I think that I mean look at when he managed Man United. The mm. players didn't like him and respect him. And that was the reason why Man United didn't do nothing. Yeah, but it depends who you are, how you come across as well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think I, I like a good feisty manager to to manage to get uh, a, a team. But sometimes players don't like that, and they don't respect the manager for that, and they won't give them a hundred percent for some particular reason, and they won't do it. So I think someone like an Eddie Howe, I think, and being English as well, I, I think that'd be a great opportunity. I'm not. I don't get me wrong. I don't mind these. Um, managers from abroad coming in and managing in the English Premier League, I don't mind that at all. I'm, I'm all up for that. But when it comes to like England, the, the national team, I like it to be an England, uh, an English manager managing the country, uh, like you know, the country's uh, side. That's 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 me for that. We've had it with Spain, 
You ran it with the fellow. You know, it hasn't. They haven't achieved. They haven't achieved anything. We haven't done anything with them. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're not writing that. And I'm fair, fair for wanting the English to manage. You know, an English manager to do it. And you know, Eddie Howe in a couple of years might not be the bad. Bad point. This, this Newcastle gig for him going to go well. If he if he somehow screws up Newcastle, he's done. He's yeah. going to be done. So he's put yeah, a yeah. lot of pressure on himself about realising to prove himself. If he's transfer spending leaks over to the national side, I'm a little bit concerned about you know who he will pick instead of saying he's going to pick the big boys. He'll probably play like Phil Jones at the back. But that's how talking about that. But that's kind of I, I want to kind of flip that to you, right? Two people that kind of mirror each other, how they can be in front of the press and how they have been at times. Slatan Ibrahimovic and Jose Mourinho. They're going to go in tandem because they, they, they have an ego. They both have an ego and people don't like them. You say the Marmite, but they've both got one thing in common. One does it from a manager's perspective, one does it from a player's perspective. They are serial winners. And if there yeah. is one man that, whether he's nice as tied to his players, he's not as bad as the media make out, or he's a bit of a go hard at you and I will drop you and sit you on that bench and play. Tom Jones from down the road because he's putting in more effort than you. He's not afraid to drop these big name players. Jose Mourinho, could you imagine him sitting there going, ah, I'm Portuguese and I won you the World Cup. You are welcome as a country. I can retire now. You want to play to an ego and give something one last to Rory. He's in his 70s. He's just taken Roma back to Europe and won them a competition that yet only just existed yeah. this season, but he won them a European trophy that they've won. This guy always wants to achieve the best. Get that sort of personality in this England job, and who knows? Yeah, James says here, and I think it's a good point. If I were England, keep Southgate in the World Cup and let's see what happens. I think you've got to give him the World Cup, and yeah, I think probably you four friendlies. I'm going to go through these quickly now, um, because we're, we're coming up to the hour and a half. Dan, so what I'll do is I'll come to each of you individually with these names that have come up. Uh, Dan, uh, Steve Cooper, I mean, it's to early days, isn't it, really, for him, surely. Yeah, too early. He's got. He's had some good success recently with Forest. Um, can't blame him. He didn't do a bad job at Swansea either. But for, spoken about for the England job, this is what I mean about people. You know, talking about people before they've hit their peak. And I don't just mean that as players. I mean that as managers as well. And do yeah. we not sort of? Say, oh, he's had one good season. Let's make him England manager. Well. That, that, then that, if if that's the mindset of the way people look at it, then that that's a bit like that's a bit like us or Leicester or Arsenal per se employing somebody because ten year ago mm. they had a successful two seasons with somebody, but but now they've been sharp for the last eight eight and a half. Yes, yeah. Scott says here, Anthony, British. We we couldn't have a Scottish manager, could we? Well, I mean, I know we've had a Swedish, we've had an Italian, but I mean, can you, there's three countries. That I, I, I think could not honest with you. you I, 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 I think you can do because it wasn't. It, no, it was, we can't have a Scottish manager. No, well, no. All right, then, fine. I agree with you. I'll, I'll, I'll say no. But I mean, it wasn't that long ago that um, Scotland was managed by a German. Was it Bertie Books or whatever? Yeah, thing Scotland was? and Germany don't have the same history that, that we have. It's like me well, saying to you, would you take uh, Potocino at Arsenal? But then, Chris, that's also said. That's also like saying when Fer when Fergie left the United job, if it were announced that he took over as England manager, would you have been happy? No. 
Is he Scottish? I would not want there's three there's three nationalities I would not want as an English manager: Scottish, German, or Argentinian. Now it's only my personal choice. To put that to the side, though, to like I mean, somebody like Fergie and the players that we had in the England setup at that time, I think he probably would have got something out of them. But well, I'm not yet. He may well have done. I'm, what I was saying is that I wouldn't have wanted it. And like I said to you before, we've got to consider that the teams that he won with everything. Five, six English players maximum, not eleven. You know, he couldn't he couldn't call on Cantona to come and play for him in the England team. Uh, I know that's just me because those are the teams. It's like I say, would would Arsenal have Pochettino because he was a manager at Spurs? Yeah, you know? no, I mean that's. I think they've had that. They've had that before, aren't they? With us, with George Graham George when he managed exactly. Tottenham after, and look, well, look what happened saying, there. Have a Scottish manager. Yeah, well, no, all right, fine, no. But, <laughs> no. Um, nobody's suggested Arteta yet, I'm pleased to say. Uh, but oh, Box yeah. says here, imagine Bielsa um, get losing the blaze in the semis of glory rather than parking the bus under Southgate and going out like wimps. Would you want to win it like wimps, Brad, or would you want to go out with the blaze of glory in the semis like under Bielsa? Well, the problem is for Bielsa is you'd go and beat... You, you can just imagine it would take so much, you know, out of the playbook of his Leeds days. Hopefully the early days and his good times at least, not, not the one we saw that ended his time as Leeds manager. But, yeah, it would be funny, wouldn't it? Going all that way, scoring five, five nils, four nils, and then getting trampled on by, like, but like, I don't know, France 6 1 in the semi final, it'd be a bit hard to take. And again, we've discussed Bielsa on the show. I don't don't want him as a manager. He, 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 you have to know the language, you have to be able to communicate your way. I don't, like, I'm not saying you have to learn a language when you come over and manage it. I'm just thinking it's more ideal, isn't it? You know, and it's I think a very. Imagine the England team you've got to speak yeah, to. And, and I kind of find it hypocritical of some of the managers that come from these countries because they have a fan base, and it's very common in Real Madrid, and that's an example I've put to you. They hate it if a player's not uh, a new signing doesn't try and speak in Spanish. They can appreciate if they're attempting, and they know that. I mean, Joe Hart crashed course when he went to Torino on loan to try and speak Italian. But when it's the way around, these. I don't want a manager that doesn't feel that he doesn't have to at least attempt it. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. wouldn't like to see that. Can you imagine that? Oh, Bielsa, you've just knocked out, you know, you've just been knocked out in the semi finals. England, how do you feel? And we've got to hear some mundane bloke tell us, yeah, he feels gutted, mate. He don't like it. <laughs> doesn't feel that I can't do it because I don't sound really offensive. And then he goes, yeah, he's obviously gutted. He felt that he did the right thing. Do you with the... like the flower pot, man? Can I can I actually hear that again? I just thought one day you need to have that passion and the players need to hear it from a manager as well. In a few years, Terry says Rooney, again, when he's done his apprenticeship and 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 you know had a few years. And I'm not, and I'm gonna say I'm and I'm going to come on to Graham Potter now because he's the one that everybody's been screaming for before. Surprised there wasn't more sort of names for that coming up. Um, but I always said, you know, what, what's he won? What's he achieved? And I'm, in fairness, I've got to maybe take that back because, you know, Southgate, you know, he got us into a final, but he never got, you know, he never won anything at club level. 
Yeah. Is 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 yeah. Potter? I mean, to me, you, you've got to be looking for me, Potter or how? Are you asking me that question, or any, any whoever wants to come in on that one? <laughs> I mean, it does it does make sense for Potter because if you look at it to reflect the club that we support, Chris. And I know people always say that Leicester fans over ever talk about being in League One or the bloody title that we won. But, you know, I'm going to mention it, and we use this hypothesis, uh, hypothetical a, a lot. But had we never won the title, would Leicester fans have been happy with great escape, 14th, 13th, 12th area for a few seasons, and then have this great season like he's had with Brighton? You know, I'm not taking anything into account. I'm being mm. honest, Brighton have had a really good season. And yes. if they continue and do like, we discussed this, you know, in, at the end of my show, if Wolves and West Ham have seasons like that, you know, you're, you're seeing it there. There's no reason why you can't consider a manager like Potter or, or Eddie Howe, you know, if he does well with Newcastle, like you said earlier as well, to consider them. But here and now, they... Graham Potter's probably the only one of the British candidates, and you're taking Scott or taking Scott out and English candidates. I would truly give the yeah. idea too, because I don't think anyone's on that same level of progression. Yeah, Box is saying any shouts for Steve Bruce. I think he's waiting for the Burnley job when this at Vincent Company. So... No, he's going to save. <laughs> he's going to save Arsenal. Long live Steve Bruce. <laughs> talking of sorry, Arsenal, I'm, sorry, talking... sorry, sorry, I shouldn't be that mean. Talking of Arsenal, Anthony. <laughs> As has um, Gareth Southgate, and we've said this about Brendan Rodgers this season, has he been a victim of his own success? He's got us to a, a, a fourth, a third and a second. Yeah, yeah. To, to a certain extent, yeah. Because like what you said, at club level, he, he couldn't win diddly squat, could he? At club level, Gareth Southgate, he couldn't. And I gotta be honest with you, I think he's had two campaigns. I I didn't I didn't like this competition, what we're talking about. Do, do you know what? To be honest with you, I know we lost four 0 to Hungary and all this and that, and everybody's saying, Oh well, he should go this and that. I guarantee you, if you had a hundred people and you ask them, are you are you worried about this competition? I guarantee you at least fifty to sixty people will say, No, they're not worried about this competition. Me being one of them. But Let's go back to what he's actually achieved. Fourth in the World Cup, his first ever campaign, he got England fourth, right? A Euro final, right? So that's two, that's two, you know, two, um, whatever it is you want to call it, two campaigns, sorry. Yeah. Like, he, he deserves a third campaign. He's got us to the World Cup. Let's not forget that. He's got us to it, right? And we've we've we, we've reached every campaign that he's been in charge of. We've reached it, and we've got to a semi final and a final. This one, okay, I think this might the third one. This this might be. It, I don't know if whether it's decided for him or not. But let's be honest. I mean, from a manager that can win diddly squat at club level, achieve what he's achieved at the England under twenty ones, then become the England manager. I, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. yeah, I do not think it's that bad at all. Yeah, Dan, l probably the last question now. Um, Bcom says there, Scolari is a World Cup winner. Wasn't he also a World Cup getting stuffed manager? Wasn't he manager of um, Brazil when Germany put seven past them? He was, as I, as I replied back as well. Burnley got Scolari sacked from Chelsea when they beat him in the yeah. uh, Carling Cup. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
The thing is, it's all well and good mentioning these old managers that, as we alluded to earlier, have had illustrious careers. But people in their careers, you know, go past the sell-by date, just like food. And um, a man like Scalar is one of them. Yeah, yeah. No, you, like you say. Box, this is the last one I'm going to pick up, and I'm just going to answer this myself. Should we factor in the level of teams we faced in the tournaments, or is that harsh? Problem is, you can only play the teams that you're drawn against. Yeah. You know, and we, we had a successful Nations League, so that's why we are now playing, you know, the, the Germans and the Italians, because we're, we're in the top group. Um, it, it's, not, it's not our fault that we would, you know, we, we got um, Denmark or we're drawn against this team. You can only play who you can play. But I do take the point that it will be interesting to see because whether we come first or second, we've got two very strong teams that we could be facing in Senegal or in uh, in, uh, in in Holland. Guys, I think the one thing we can agree on is that we can't agree on it. <laughs> this, is, this is what football should be about. I mean, Brad's yeah. chance called a matter of opinion, which sums everything up perfectly, really. It's a great, great title for a football or, or any channel, really, that, where, where you're having conversations. But, you know, it's, um, it, like I say, he wins the World Cup, some people are still want him out. You know, he loses it, some people will say, well, who are we going to replace him with? Let's keep him. That's what we love about opinions. They are like our souls. We've all got one. Yeah. Um, some, of, some of us have got them as managers, uh, Anthony. Anyway, oh, definitely. Guys, definitely. Thank you. So we much. made our first signing today, our first start, our first team player. Well, it's not um, what's his it? name? Um, Vieira from Porto. He's a striker. Oh, that'll, that'll, that'll still, they still won't be happy, though. Still no, happy, no. But no. uh, anyway, Anthony, before we start talking about Arsenal and we go to sleep, <laughs> just uh, tell everybody where they can find you, mate. Right, you can you can find me. God, blimey, look at that tan. That is lovely, isn't it? God. Um, <laughs> How's the back, by the way? How's the back? I used to, but yeah, the back's fine. Yeah, yeah, the bruises is all, all come out now and all that. So he's good. He's good. Uh, thanks for asking, Chris. Um, you... Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at my name, Anthony Herbert. You can also find me on SVT TV, Dugout Daily, Football United TV, and also Lester Till I Die. Um, I just want to say one thing, Chris. I, I just want to I just want to apologise to Dan because ever since Bernie got relegated, I, I've given him quite some a lot of shit, you know. And I'm sorry, Dan. All right, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> He, he said that. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think he meant any of it, to be honest. With you. It's all right. I'm sorry. He knew I likes him, and I, pre- and I, I respect that as well. So. <laughs> words, he said, thanks. I enjoyed the show. Thanks very much, Words, for uh, popping in. And Terry says, yeah, let's call it a draw. Uh, but, no, Anthony, thank you very much, and uh, we, will, we will see you soon. Thank you very much. Oh, yes, Anthony. Now, Brad, young man. Um, where can people find you? And what have you just been doing on your channel? That's legal. So, so yeah. like Well, I can't tell you that, I'm afraid. Now, um, I've just uh, recently did a live video with the uh, two people left in the studio, Dan from Morales and obviously Chris from this channel as well. Uh, we was talking, funny enough, 
<laughs> you won't know it being as if we're actually on a football channel and what we've been talking about. We will talk about sports. More importantly, boring sports. What defines as a boring sport? Why is a sport classed as boring and all sorts? It was a great conversation. If you want to check it out, follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Full Time Focus. It's all on Word. There's no hyphen in it. It's just Full Time Focus. Click the link in the bio and that will take you to my YouTube channel. As Chris said just a minute ago there, it's, at, it's a matter of opinion where you can give your opinion on the subject. doesn't matter what it is, just listening to everybody's opinion and getting it involved. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Brilliant. Brilliant. And we never answered that question last night. Are Arsenal a boring sport? Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. He's gone now, I can say it. Kate, you should have come in with that earlier. It might have calmed everybody down. How are some times, Brad? <laughs> they'll be, they'll be wanting I'm a reason. You've, you've not mentioned them. You've not mentioned them. I know, right? I thought I'd leave them out of this podcast. Brad, mate, thank you very much, and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you, sir, mate. Cheers, having a call. Thanks a lot. All right, Brad. And here he is, left with my son. He says, "I still, I still want to, I still want a DNA test." Yeah, well, you, you're just going to have to have these camera visits, like my mum's agreed to. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you are obviously going to be covering a lot of championship stuff next season, which will be. Obviously, you know, it'd be interesting because, of course, you will be talking about the teams that will potentially be coming up and playing us next season, like Blackburn. And <laughs> well, today, today I hit a bit of a realization that Radio Lancashire is basically a Blackburn. Um, the basement well, Blackburn, or they used to be when I lived there. Well, let's just, let's just say that's all they were going on about over at radio. They were, to be fair, I think it's just smaller stations. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> you must have had not. a bad day if you listen to Radio Lancashire. <laughs> like, I had no choice. You're on it, doctors. Oh, right. <laughs> but where can people find you, young man? Yeah, you can find me on here. Um, always happy to help Chris. We're a live, uh, live stream or anything whenever he asks. Um, so thank you very much. Ask, you, you offer your services. <laughs> I am. I am. Free, free of charge. I'm going to have to start charging. Um, I won't but, yeah, You can find me on here and you can find me on Turf Morehouse TV. Uh, just a little football channel that's slowly, steadily growing. And as I say, we are on other social media platforms, but please do search for Turf Morehouse TV. I think that's a Bristol Rovers badge, isn't it? <laughs> what what sort of club has a king unicorn? Is that, right, is that Daniel, just a picture he pulled out of his little girl's room? <laughs> Let's not go there. Okay, <laughs> um, Chris will be doing. Oh, as Kate says here, Chris will be doing quick kiss. Chris will be doing championship predictions on Daniel's channel next season, regardless of whether I am there or not. If you're not going to be there, I will do it, Kate. <laughs> I might have the chance to win in then. <laughs> Seeing as you won it this year, I might sort of, yeah, yeah. Quit while uh, quit while I'm not ahead, as they say. <laughs> well done, Kate. Thanks a lot, Daniel. We will speak soon, mate. Take care. Yeah, well, well thanks for having me. All the best. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Whoa, what a what a show. What a show. Great show. That's what it's all about. Talking about football. 
having different opinions and being able to talk it without actually smashing any windows in. We've got another one tomorrow night, and I believe Anthony and Brad are coming back on that one as well. And that is this one. And it's very good to get Anthony's thoughts on this because the debate show back tomorrow, 9 o'clock on the 17th of June, same channel, don't touch your knobs, basically because A, you'll go blind, and B, you won't be able to find me afterwards. But <laughs> is this the end of the big six? That is the question. Now, I know it's a sky thing, the big six, but Newcastle, they're the, you know, they're the new kids on the block. They're going to have money to blow out any other person, you know, any other team that comes in with a bit of money. Uh, Leicester, we've been fourth for a couple of seasons, or fifth, I should say. Sorry, not so good this season. West Ham, uh, Europe for two seasons. Is the layout, is the map of English football changing? And are the big clubs that we know as the big six, are they going to suddenly get a rude awakening? Or do we keep it as six and Arsenal, Tottenham, whoever, Man United as well, drop out? It's going to be interesting. It's going to get dirty. Likely. If you haven't done, please do that there just behind the microphone. Please give us a subscribe on Leicester Till I Die TV. Smash those likes. It really does help the channel. And if you have been listening on your favourite podcast platform, whatever that would be, thank you so much. It's Leicester Till I Die. The podcast figures are amazing. And if you've got a smart speaker, just say play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Don't know why I've got to say that, but you have. Thanks so much, guys. I've been Chris, they've just been trouble, but thank you very much for being with us, and I'll see you tomorrow night at nine. Good night, take care, and remember, whatever you do, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.